What it is, what it do. You tuned into the Jose Morales podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales, and we're back in the ring this time with a very special guest, my guy, Chip Leroy. What up, coach? Thank you for having me. And thank you for being on. So just for the record, my guy Chip is not much of a camera guy. He didn't really want to be on camera, but he said, you know what? For you, coach, I'll make it happen. That is exactly how it went. So thank you for that, Chip. You're welcome. How did you feel, you know, before I ask you this question, for those listening out there, Chip is not only a member of the gym, of us, our team, our family, he's also helping me out with assisting with the coaching, with the fights and learn how to wrap hands already. We're going to get familiar with the story. We're going to get familiar with him and who he is and why he's here. Uh, if you got familiar, if you listened to the previous episode with Antonio, similar to how we got familiar with his story and his goals, we're going to do the same thing with this one. So if you enjoyed the previous episode with Coach Antonio, you're going to love this episode. Uh, Chip has a lot of great things to bring on and a lot of great things to learn from. So one of the things that I learned myself with when I talked with people is I always felt like I learned from them, regardless if they were good people or bad people. I could see what to do that I wanted to do and what not to do. Absolutely. I think in life you can you can learn take what everybody. to do and what not to do. Absolutely. So we're going to get familiar with your story. Before that, how did you feel when I told you that everybody wanted to hear you? Because I put a thing on Instagram. I put a poll and I put... Whose story did you want to hear? And no joke, I think you had like 14 or 15 votes. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Why but, were you surprised? Um, I think it's just because when I get in the gym, I just, I, I kind of turn it on and I train. And I interact with the people, but I'm not thinking about any sort of interaction beyond training. Like, I, I try to train as you're hard as I can. And you're on a mission. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You do a great job of interacting with people. I mean, you're giving people nicknames, Southpaw Jack. Yeah, I like you're, that. You're My first gym nickname, yeah. And you're talking to people, so, and, and at the same time, you're locked and loaded. Yeah. You work super hard. I appreciate it. And that, uh, that making a point to interact with other members came uh, after I started helping with coaching. Yeah. Because I take, you know, um, what you and Coach David do, and, uh, you know, I try to emulate that and interact with the members and, you know, say hello to everybody and, one of my favorite things about the gym is, uh, you know, fist bumping everybody after class. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. Make sure you get everybody. Hell yeah. And it, 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 it's so contagious, too. Like, right. when you do it, you notice everybody else starts right. doing it. Absolutely. It's contagious. Yeah. All right. So, before we get to talking about more about the gym and what you're doing here, let's get familiar with you. So, who are you? What do you do now? Talk about that first. So, I am a collision repair technician. And that's a fancy way to say uh, I fix cars and trucks that have been in wrecks. <laughs> so I'm a body man. I do the body work and uh, the framework. So in accidents, mostly, um, you know, not mostly, but predominantly insurance work. Mm -hmm. So you wreck your late model vehicle, nothing old like hot rod or anything like that, like newer cars. Um, you know, they wreck their car, they get with their insurance company, they pick the shop they want to go to, or if they have you know, what we call a direct repair program, the insurance yeah. company will send them to us. Um, yeah, and we uh, we fix the cars. How long have you been doing that? Um, this is always a tough question um, because I had a break, about six year break, uh, right kind of in the middle. Um, so I think it's been about 15 years. I took six years off um, from the trade. Yeah, so 
How did you get into the cars? Like, is it something that you always had? Did your dad kind of like? Um, no. did, how did the How did the body work car thing come about with you? So the body work thing came later, but the car stuff came fairly young. Um, my grandfather was a mechanic, actually, mm -hmm. like thirty years uh, PG&E up in Auburn. Yeah. Uh, so he had a little side shop. He did, um, you know, like brakes and tune-ups and stuff for the neighborhood. Uh, and I was always interested in it. And I got into cars. Like my first vehicle was a little S10 truck. So I wanted to lower it. And, you know, a lot of that stuff you had what to year? do. 89. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was carburetor. Uh, TBI. Oh. It was the first. You injected. Yeah. One of the first ones. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of got into, you know, wrenching on my own stuff. And then uh, got out of high school and uh, working at a tire shop just trying. I was going to be a mechanic. Uh, and then it just so happens that my parents' next door neighbor, um, who worked at a body shop as a painter, came knocking on the door one day, said, we need a detailer. You want a job? So I went and checked it out. And uh, I went How to How were you? Uh, 19, I believe. 18, So this 19. was before the Army. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I went in uh, to the body shop and started from the bottom and then just started moving up. Cool. You know, out of detail. Into That's how it starts. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, uh, let's rewind a little bit. Where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born in Auburn. I was raised in Folsom, mm -hmm. like old town Folsom. My yeah. parents still live in the same house I grew up in, still married. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. And you went to the Folsom, your bulldog, right? Folsom. Yep, Folsom High. Yep. Folsom High. Yeah. Actually, back then, uh, I'm not sure the name of, this, of the middle school now, Sutter. Sutter. Yeah, that used to be our high school. Oh, Until really? my senior year, I was the first class to go to the new school. Mm. Yeah, so that was going on right. So right. your senior class was the first class to graduate out of the new yep. one? 1999. Ah, yep. Badass. Yeah, pretty cool. So you you were working, detailing, you worked your way up to management. What is, what is I mean, not to management, to Tech actually position. start working on cars. Yep. Well, how long was the process from a detailer to your first repair position? Like, was it months? Was it years? Um, no, no, it was years. Um, I'd say it's probably around the two-year mark. And then um, in my situation, they, they, they bring you along slow. So, like, a bumper jaw would be the first thing. And then uh, once you get used to taking some things apart and you're able to put them back together, um, they'll put you with a journeyman tech. And then they'll, they'll start teaching you how to fix a dance and, you know, measure the cars on the frame rack, things like that. So, mm -hmm. it's a slow process for sure. It's, it's definitely... A skill that takes quite a few years to to get going, and I think it's like that with anything that's worth having or anything. Absolutely. Definitely a slow process. Yeah. It's nothing that's going to be shabam. Yeah, if it was easy, anybody could do it. Yeah. So from there, you're 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 in the shop. How did the military come about? Because I remember you're in the army. Yep. So it Tell was 2008. So by this time, I've been you know working in the body shop for close to eight years, moving up. Um, I'd say I was right about ready to go out on my own. So just just finishing up apprenticing, right about ready to go out on my own. And then, uh, you know, in 2008, the economy, you know, took a hit. And the work started slowing down quite a bit. And, you know, we were told our jobs were safe, but, you know, people were getting laid off uh, here and there around town in the shops because body shop community is pretty small. You know, you hear things and a lot of guys bounce around from shop to shop. So. You know, things were getting a little tight. That combined with, uh, I just regretted not serving, uh, you know, right out of high school. And uh, I was 27 at the time, so I still had the chance to do it. And uh, I went for it. 
So what I, made you regret not serving? Something had to happen. Um, you had pride in the country, obviously. Yeah. Uh, something. Yeah. What What was there that was causing you to regret that you did not serve? Um, I would say just thinking about what's possible in the military for a young man or woman, um, the, what you can gain from it and, mm -hmm. and taking that challenge to pack your stuff up and go Please. across the country and go where you don't know anybody, go where you know you're going to get screamed and yelled at for a mm -hmm. few months. Um, just the, the challenge and also the, uh, the pride, uh, country pride, you know that type of thing, serving in the military. Yeah. How was the military for you? So you were 27 years old. You obviously en enlisted with 18, 19 year old kids probably when yeah. you were 27. Yeah, so that worked to my advantage uh, in my opinion. So, you know, I go down to the recruiter station, get all signed up, you take your ASVAP and then uh, you go to MEPS. You ever heard of MEPS? Yeah, I heard of MEPS. Yeah, that's a long process. Um, and then from there, you get your ship out date. And uh, I went to my basic training in South Carolina. And um, the first day is pretty rough because they time out your travel. So you get there like middle of the night, like two in the morning. And you have some in-processing things you have to do. They issue you um, like your PT uniform, um, just so everybody's in the same uniform. And then they issue you your linen to, you know, your pillow and your blanket to go to sleep for the first night. By the time you get all that and you get back to the barracks at the reception battalion, it's probably four in the morning. And that drill sergeant comes in and says, all right, lights out, wake up, 0430. So you've been traveling all day. You get there in the middle of the night. You lay your head down on the pillow at four in the morning and wake up in a half an hour for a whole full day. So, uh, so, so they you, gave you a 30 minute nap. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So they keep you up uh, and going. So yeah, it's a challenge, but that was the first day. Um, basic training was, it was cool. It wasn't bad. Um, I think, so why do you say your age worked in your advantage? Um, because I think a little bit of maturity level helped me um, go with the flow a bit when you're getting screamed at, knowing that it's part of the process, knowing, trusting that, this is what they do, not taking anything personal Yeah. and being able to grind. Like I'd been already in the workforce for eight years. I knew what hard work was. So yeah. it was just a different, you know, different set of tasks set, set up for me. So I, I think that's how it helped me. So you were, you were there for four years? Uh, active duty, I was four and a half. And then I finished up a year and a half uh, in a reserve unit here in Sacramento. And then you out? Yep. Separated. Yeah. I, I think my first contract was, uh, only a three year, mm -hmm. but they let you re-enlist when you're within, I think it's 18 months or 12 months of your initial contract. So I re-enlisted re in my first unit. I was uh, stationed in South Korea. So I re-enlisted over there. That's cool. Yeah. So you're happy you did it now? Absolutely. Yeah. Where's your biggest gain from the military? Um, just instilled even more discipline. And uh, I think the biggest is it instilled uh, resiliency. Yeah. Being able to adapt and overcome. When life presents a problem, uh, you got to find a way. Yeah. One thing I always say, I feel like if you're 18, 19, 20 years old, like that, that range right there, you got nothing going on with your life. You're sitting at home playing video games. You're just, you're not going to school. You're not even working or you have a half-assed job, part-time job. 
Go to the military. Absolutely. No joke. Like you just said, yeah. discipline, resilience. Right. You're going to learn all these things that you're not going to learn playing Xbox. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not doing anything worthwhile out here at that age, right. I would think it'd be best. Yeah. What do you think about it? Absolutely. 100% agree. And you're going you're gonna to meet every kind of personality there is. I mean, people come from all over the country. So once you go through the military, there's not going to be a type of person that you already haven't dealt with. So, yeah, I can see that. And, you know, not to mention the benefits that you get from it. Um, post 9-11 GI Bill, I went to school when I got out. Um, there's a, You can go to school while you're in. Um, and, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, benefits and positives that come from serving in the military. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for your service. Appreciate that. It means a I lot. Am. Um, you got out. What was the first thing you did when you got out? Drink some beer. Drink some beer. Enjoy yeah. your... your yeah, I just saw my friends back home and, yeah, I'd been gone for a while. I came home once a month, excuse me, once a year for uh, two weeks, um, but two weeks a year is not very much, so no, not just hung out with my buddies. Family. Yeah, absolutely. Because you were close with your dad. Yeah, yeah, my mom. T- tell us, tell us your, your upbringing with your parents. What was your relationship with your parents? Uh, what were your parents like? What is your history of your parents? Like, where do they come from? Where were they raised? Tell us a little bit of your family background. So my mom is from Auburn. Mm-hmm. My dad's from Grass Valley, Nevada City area. Yeah. Uh, as far as my upbringing, you know, it was good. Lots of sports. Played all kinds of sports when I was little. Um, baseball, basketball, basketball uh, soccer. I couldn't play football until I was in high school, so I played soccer instead. Uh, but it was... A very good childhood, you know, uh, discipline when there needed to be, lots of love. It was, it was really good. Yeah. Where were your, um, what is something you would say your parents did really good with you as a child that you think back now and you're like, I need to do that when I'm a parent? Um, instilling work ethic. We had jobs at a young age. So Even prior to being like 16, prior to that. And they weren't official on the books. They were like, hey, we're going to my friend's house and you're going to do the yard work. You're going to build this bench. You're going to, and he's going to pay you. Like working 14. You know what? I do, I do that with my kids now. Yeah. I have them do little things at home yeah. where they're just to learn the basics. That's yeah. Dope. So good- you're both mom and dad had that where they said, you're going to do this. Yeah. Right. Who was more strict, mom or dad? Um... I'd say probably my dad. Dad? Yeah. That's a G. I love your dad. Your dad pulled up in his bike the other day when that one day. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Your dad. He just wanted to come check it out. Yep. Yeah. And you can tell he's very supportive of you. Absolutely. So people really, really, really enjoy having you here in the gym. That means a lot. Uh, I want to know, I want you to share with them, how did the gym come about for you? Like, what made you start boxing here? Give us that story. So I have a background uh, prior to this gym, um, when I was stationed in Washington, even before that, but predominantly when I was stationed in Washington, um, I found a gym. Um, it was a kickboxing gym. Mm-hmm. So I trained there, actually ended up fighting out of there. Uh, and then when I got out of the army, How old were you? I was 31. Okay. I fought. Yeah. So got out of the army, came back here to Sacramento, and I, I really wanted to continue my training. Um, but as you know, the cohesiveness in the gym is important and I checked a couple out and wasn't feeling it and then uh to be honest you know uh life kind of gets in the way and go back to work full time and just never got back into the gym 
So the way I found your gym is I work right down the street. I mean, like mile and a half. Uh, and a, a friend of mine that works there, we actually came from uh, a prior shop together. He came first and then I came after. He knows that I'm a, you know, a fan of combat sports and uh, UFC and boxing and all that. And so we talk about it. And then I met another guy who's a painter there and he's into it. So we would talk about it. And my original friend said, uh, you know, my, uh, my buddy, he fights in the UFC. And I always take that with a grain of salt because sometimes people say that and they're talking about a local amateur show. Yeah. But turns out he really does fight in the UFC. He's a, <laughs> he's a middleweight. Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, he's a middleweight in the UFC. He's like childhood friend of his. Uh, and he goes, there's, he told me, there's a gym right down the street. I said, really? Uh, like MMA gym, kickboxing? He says, they think it's straight boxing, but it's right down the street. You should check it out. And uh, it took me a while to to get into the groove to come down here. But last summer, finally I came in. Uh, it was in August because when I came through the door, uh, Coach David was training. Like he was in class, like training hard. And it turns out he had a fight like the following week. Yeah. So it was just from talking to my buddies at work about combat sports, about fighting, um, that they said, hey, there's a gym right down the street. You should check it out. That's what brought me through the door. And then you got here. And what kept you here? You've been here now. It's over a year. Not yet. About to be. Yeah. Ten it's months. A, it's September. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what's kept you here ten months? The training. Being that I have a kickboxing background, it's different. The stance is different. Weight distribution is different. Um, I was never so heavy on my back leg. Uh, so it's it's familiar, but it's also a challenge. Yeah. So that's enticing to keep going. And then also uh, just the benefits you get from it, physically and mentally. Uh, you know, training is good for you. And I, I fell in a groove. You know, I train six days a week in here unless we have a fight on Saturday. Um, so I just fell in a groove, made it my routine. Everybody here is cool. It's hard work, I'm dripping sweat when I'm done. And you have been here religiously every morning you come. Yep. Lately, you've been coming earlier. Well, what the heck happened yeah. to this guy? He's been Couple showing up more, yeah. coming in earlier. Yep. Um, you were a part of it as far as, as, a, as, as training in boxing. What made you want to start helping with the competition? Because you came up to me out yeah. of nowhere. Explain that story. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so it's something that I've been um, thinking about for quite a few years, actually. Even when I was out of the gym and not training, um, you know, getting older, um, I wanted to coach. I wanted to corner, basically, is how I thought of it. I wanted to corner fighters. I knew there was a road to get there, but I didn't have an outlet, a gym, a team. I didn't have any of that. Um, so I'd only think about it from time to time, but once I came in here and found out all of that is here, um, I, I just came up to you at the Christmas party and let you know that if it was possible, if you had, uh, you know, a spot for me, that that's what my goals are. I want to corner fighters. I want to wrap hands. I want to be a part of the training every day, hold mitts, body shield, the whole nine yard. Um, uh, because what I told you. You told me you absolutely will take me up on it. And you told me I'm going to hold you to that. That's yeah. what you told me. And it's different if you, if those that are listening, the previous episode was Antonio and Antonio got into coaching. Mm -hmm. And it was very different the way I approached your situation with Antonio. And I'm going to explain that. 
If you haven't heard Antonio's episode, you should listen to it so you know what I'm talking about. But Antonio wanted to, wanted to coach, teach classes, and he wanted to like eventually have his own gym. Oh, okay, nice. Which is a completely different vision, absolutely than yours, right? Completely different. Chip, Chip asked that he wanted to be in corners, be a part of the fight, and and be in that atmosphere. Antonio's vision is eventually to have his own gym in one time. So those two are completely different. Just so you know why mm. I, I approached him differently, because I didn't approach Antonio the same way I approached you. You, I already know you had experience with it. I already know that one, you work hard, I see you in here every day. And I'm like, you know what? I know this will fulfill him mm. by doing this. And I know I can help him with that. And I'm like, you know, it's obviously in his heart. He said it, now I'm gonna hold him to it. Yeah. Do you remember the first homework assignment? I do not. You don't remember? Uh-uh. First homework assignment was practicing how to wrap hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, uh, I guess I didn't realize that was the first one. I thought there was one before that, learning the combos, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but so, prior to that. Yeah, I uh, I wrap my dad's hands. Yes, sir. Yeah. You did. A, you do an amazing job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm getting better and better every time. Um, I enjoy it. It's a challenge. It's important. And I want to master it. How many fights have you been with us at, at actual competitions now? Oh, um, let's see. I'd have to name them off. My first one was Oregon. Then there was Caballeros. Then there was Stockton. And then there was, what was after Stockton? Um, it wasn't. I don't remember. I might be skipping one, but there was. Uh, Another one is Zach. South Zach. Franklin Boulevard, mm -hmm. and then San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, and Broadway Flawless, yeah. And Reno. And Reno. How many yeah. is that, seven? I don't know, you've been at a lot. Yeah, I like going to them, man. So like being, throughout your whole experience, which one has been your favorite this far and why? Uh, Reno. Why? Because um, I got to rap hands, for real. Um, we fought back to back, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so we had two fighters there. Coach David and I went, and we each wrapped one fighter one day and the other the other day. And um, I think it's my favorite because I was there to help out with the team when you were in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So we were spread out. We were in other places. It was interesting to see how the fighters reacted not having you there. Um, and it was a good feeling to be able to go up there and handle business uh, when the boss man wasn't there. Yeah. Interesting. I I was curious of which one it was. I was like, I wonder which one it was his favorite. Now I know now I know how Chip feels and what kind of responsibilities like Chip likes. Absolutely. You know, I didn't know if you disliked that or liked that. And one thing I noticed that instantly I know you're gonna be a great coach, and I knew it is because after we fought, the first time fighting, because it was back to back, the first one you called me and you explained to me all the things you noticed different about the mental game of each boxer. Right. Remember you called me and we yeah. talked on the phone? Absolutely. And that is the part of being a coach as far as growing and, and understanding what you need to do when somebody is feeling down, energy down, depressed, right. excited, anxiety, or nervous, yeah. and don't know what to do. So I think I think you 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 definitely have the eye for it. So you can definitely do killer with that. 
Um, another thing with with the whole thing, how do you feel coaching people in the gym that you may be in class with? Is it- That's an interesting dynamic because uh, in class, like the ones I take, can be, uh, you know, a little more easygoing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if they transfer into Warrior, now it's not so much easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. I think that everybody here is intelligent and can understand the difference. So if we train together and, uh, you know, in regular class and I see you sitting on the side of the ring or I see you walking to the water fountain, no big deal. But you sign up for Warrior, you take your test. If I see you sitting on the side of the ring, I'm going to let you know that ain't, that ain't okay. Yeah. And if you take more than 30 seconds to go to the water, we're going to have to talk about it. And probably there's going to be some runs of some laps and things like that. Yeah. But I think everybody's, you know... They, they know what they're getting into. So yeah, I don't yeah. have a problem with it. Yeah, they, they know what they signed up for. Yeah. So one of the person, one of the people that asked to hear your story were very curious about one thing about you. What do you think it was? Before I ask you, what do you think of this person was curious about, about you? So if they don't know Chip, they just see you physically and see you around the gym. What do you think they're going to be curious about? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. They could said, be so many things. This is what they said. I want to know about his tattoos. Oh, yeah. Share your story about your tattoos. Which one's your favorite tattoo? When did you get wet? Da, da, yeah. Da. So, so talk a little bit about your tattoos. Um, I just decided a long time ago that, you know, I like the tattoo work. Um, you know, I wanted to get into it. Um, it is expensive. I will tell you that. So it took, <laughs> it took quite a while to collect. Um, Sorry. Are you tattooed completely all your upper like upper body or where? So arms and full chest. Okay. And that's it. Maybe no a legs? little one on the back. No legs. Okay. Nope. Um, so yeah, I just always been into tattooing. I get asked a lot if I do tattoos actually, which mm-hmm. I do not. I cannot draw, I cannot do anything like that. You would look like a tattoo artist. Yeah, right. Missing a couple of tattoos on your face. Yeah, yeah, face is too much for me. Um but yeah, my favorite one probably I like it's more navy style, but I like this military, you know, old school Americana eagle with the uh, you know, with the rose on top. I mean, they're they're hard to pick, you know, which ones you like the best. Which but, one hurt the most? Um, inside the arm right in here gets spicy. Um, but probably the little bit that goes up oh, up yeah. in here is uh a little painful. That's, that's the most painful for you? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are the goals for Chip in the future? What does Chip want to do in the future? What, what, what's, what's next for you? Are you talking inside the gym, outside Anything, the gym? Just in general. Or you can do both. Gym, no gym. So life. outside the gym is just continue to work hard in my, uh, in my field, in my profession. Uh, we get paid um, flat rate commission. So the more you do the more you see on the back end. So um, to be honest, just just do the best job I can do and remain safe because it's important. These people are putting their families inside these cars. So to never lose sight of the safety aspect of it, do a good job and do it as quick as possible with being safe. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the gym goes, uh, short-term and long-term, I'd say short-term is continue my attendance six days a week unless we have a fight that takes me out which that's you know usually the only reason i'll miss so continue my training and continue 
uh, coming after work and helping out with coaching in the warrior class um, and continue practicing on my hand wraps so I can get a competition wrap down even more. Um, the long term, I would say um, to be ready to be a chief corner, the one that comes in the ring, gives the instructions, be the chief corner when that presents itself, because I feel like there's going to be a time where that's going to happen organically yeah. or out of necessity. Uh, so I want to be ready for that long term. And then there's another goal in the gym that I have that I've never talked to you about. Mm. What is it? I would like to uh, teach regular class. Really? At some point. Why is that? I don't know. See, this is new to me. I think, Why is that? I think that um, teaching on all levels is important. Yeah. And sharing your knowledge um, is a good thing. Yeah. So uh, I like the competition stuff. I like working with the fighters. But I also think teaching the basics is important as well. Yeah. Interesting. When did this, when did this grow? Interest grow? When did this come about? Is this new? No. I think it's always been there. Um, I just haven't voiced it yet. Uh, I feel like I've got a good opportunity here with you, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. So I'm the type that doesn't, you know, want to ask for too much at one time. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking of Coach Antonio, uh, on Wednesday mornings we take his class, and there'll be times where uh, he'll he'll see that that that's an interest of mine. Uh, and he'll let you rock it. He'll let me rock it. I've seen it. I've like, seen it. like doing that. So how did you? How do you feel when you make sure he lets you rock it? Do you like it or you? I like it. Um, you know, it's just like anything else. You might be a little nervous at first, um, but you know, you just get up there and you do it. I trust in my skills and in my fundamentals. It's just more of the interaction. Yeah, because different. Like we were talking about before, I can get kind of locked in when I'm training. So uh, not everybody does that, and that's fine. Uh, but if I'm up there, you know, and I don't have, I don't present a certain. Demeanor. I'm a little. The biggest thing with that, uh, I think, from teaching beginners and teaching the warriors, is the energy level that you have to bring is different. Right. With the warriors, I tend to bring less energy on purpose. Right. And the reason for that is, if you're doing this because I'm cheering you up to do this, I'm pumping you up to do it. That's the wrong reason. To do Absolutely, this. you should yeah. you should train hard and want to do this yeah. because you want to do this. Only the fighter's going to be inside this exactly. square circle. Versus when with the beginners, they're not fighting. They're not none of that. Right. I'm like, I'm trying to get you to fall in love with this, experience mm -hmm. this, understand this. So I have to bring a, my energy has to be that much higher. Right. That makes sense. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, you little things like that. I can definitely see you doing it. Bro. Yeah. Another thing you brought up recently to me, you said you stopped drinking soda. Yeah, yeah, I want to concentrate more on hydrating, drinking water. How long is that? How long has it been? I think this is like five weeks today. I mean, I didn't drink a lot of soda in the beginning. It was more uh, like sugary Gatorades and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that I got away from. I, I think this is five weeks of uh, a gallon of water a day. Interesting that you said that because I actually stopped drinking soda. Nice. So I've been on water. Yeah. I though still drink teas and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. I just completely cut off soda. That's good. I yeah. would drink a lot of soda, so I completely cut off soda. Nice. So when you said I don't drink soda, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I didn't know that about Chip. I didn't know that Chip. This flies on your ass. Yeah, I know, man. 
Fucking chip. Maybe he wanted me on the podcast. <laughs> He's like, how can I get on this podcast? Man. So which class do you take? So people, if people want to jump in with you, what time are you usually here? What time of the day? Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. Um, and then I kind of leave it open on Saturdays because I don't work that day. Yeah, so you may come in early or later. Yeah, but the last couple of weeks I've been in 7.30 class. 7.30? I ain't going to leave you alone. So. <laughs> so what do you love about the gym? Uh, the culture, like you talked about before, there's... Uh, a camaraderie you build when you train with people, when you're sweating and you're running laps. Uh, there's a camaraderie you build. I like that. And it's uh, just a natural place to interact with new people that you don't know. Yeah. You meet new people. And meet new people, get that hard work in. I mean, Who's the most inspiring person you've met in the gym this far? Oh, man. That's a tough question on the spot. I would have to say, as of late, it would be M. Emily, that's a good one. She's part of the six a day, uh, you know, six day a week crew. She is a beast. She comes here six days a week. And does two classes. Two classes a day. My favorite thing about Emily is how happy, smiley, and uplifting she is. Absolutely. She is super, super uplifting. Like, she comes in and she's just happy. Yeah. She says nothing but positive things to people. Right. She never puts no one down. Right. And she works fucking hard. Hard. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's that's a great person to say. And then when you know her story, her family and everything, it's just amazing. Great, great pick. That yeah. is an inspiring I mean, person. Very inspiring person. So what's your favorite place to eat out here? If you're going to go eat somewhere, where would the chips be? Mm, so I work out here. I don't live out here. Anywhere. Anywhere here. If you're going to go out to eat anywhere. But I really like this one place out here. So I'm going to tell you what I go for lunch. Where? Uh, it's called Ohana Hawaiian Barbecue. Oh, I don't think I've it's, been there. Um, let's see. It's down uh, this overpass right here. What's the name of it? Off Blue Oaks? No, it's not Blue Oaks. It starts with the S. Stanford Ridge? Maybe. I don't know. Now I'm blanking on the name. Anyways, it's right here in Rockland. It's good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I like Hawaiian Barbecue, and that's the best Hawaiian Barbecue place I've been to. Oh, Interesting. Well, do you have a Monday routine that you like to do? Do you like meditate? Do you start your day a little earlier? Do you drink a cup of coffee before you before you leave the house? Like, what's your Monday ritual to start the week for you? So my Monday ritual is uh, coming to the gym and train. Mm -hmm. However, um, being involved in the warrior program and seeing the meditation, that's new to me. I've never been a part of that before. So I'm throwing it around on doing it myself. Yeah. Um, I I can see how it's important um, in the fight game, uh, but it could be transferred to everyday life. Yes, you know, sir. Visualize and see things going in a positive way and it uh, is important, you know. Yep, for sure. Um, what it, would you recommend to another, let's say someone that's at work and they feel like they could do more with themselves or like, what, what tip will you give them? If you have somebody that's in their 30s and they're at work and they just feel like, you know, you have that inner desire that you're like, man, I need to serve in the, in the military. And you just have that in there and you couldn't, you weren't okay until you served. What would you recommend or tell that person that has that inner desire to do something, but they just don't know what it is? What tip would you give them, Chip? I would say find something to challenge yourself, whatever it may be. Find it mm -hmm. and go for it. Don't 
hold back because, you know, this might not be perfect or I might not be able to do it because of this. Go for it and figure it out. I would say find something to challenge yourself and go for it. And do it. And do it. I like that. Uh, what do you think are good takeaways to get from this podcast? Well, I mean, they said they wanted to hear my story, so there it is. There it is. Yeah. There's the chipster story. So, you know, uh, whoever's listening or watching can can kind of, I think, get the energy that uh, I'm really into into this gym. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad I found a home, and I love training here, and I love, uh, you know, helping out with the coaching. And uh, I'm just, I'm all in. You're, you're positive vibes, Chip. So having someone with positive vibes and good energy is similar like Emily. You can never say a bad thing to Emily. Why? She's so damn happy and uplifting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same thing yeah. with you. How can we be like, I don't want you to hear Chip when you're a fucking amazing. You I appreciate it. You're a great it. dude. You, uh, you, one thing that you do very good, I don't think I've ever told you this, but you do a very good job. When you're the assistant coach and you're not the head coach, this is where people can bump heads. When you're when you have two head coaches and you don't know who the head coach is, there's that guy saying something, this guy saying something. You do an amazing job at echoing me, mm-hmm. uh, following my lead and and pretty much being being a second voice to my my voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not Absolutely. changing anything. No. You're not, oh, don't do that, do this. Yeah. You're not, you're doing, you're sticking to the to the to what it is. Yeah. And uh, you do an amazing job at that. I appreciate it. That's important to me because uh, you know, this is your show, this is your team. Mm-hmm. And uh that was it's something I think about and make a point not to do. Yeah. Um and same with Coach David. If you're gone, it's just me and, and Coach David. Um, you know, I'll do the same thing with him. He's he's in charge, he's running the show. I'm here to help out and learn some coaching stuff as well. And uh, let him guide me on what I need yeah. to do and not try to take too much of... The student stuff. never ends. That's what it looks right. like. And, and it's true. No matter how old you are, you can always learn from somebody. Absolutely. Hey, man, man. You got a whole bunch of good stuff. So if now that you heard Chip's story, if you liked it, um, you have not subscribed, subscribe. If you know anyone that would enjoy this episode, pass this episode to them. Tell them, man, look, take a listen to this um there's is there anything else you'd like to add before we end this podcast you know i just i appreciate you having me uh i appreciate everyone that i interact with in the gym my training partners the fighters um i just appreciate you know every time you know we get to train or interact in any way yeah and uh i would just say just hands up chin down i like that i like that hell yeah well thank you again chipster for being on appreciate it coach we'll see you guys next monday for another episode have a killer week we out deuces